Welcome to Around the Table. The Holy Spirit was unmistakably active in the early church, often in miraculous ways. While we live in different times today, the Spirit is still at work. What can we do to ensure we are in step with Him? Find out in this conversation. There were a number of times when Jesus shared with His disciples of His impending death and that He must return to the Father. But in these valuable glimpses into the future, the disciples responded with apprehension and, and sometimes even with fear. Peter went as far as to rebuke Jesus, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord. And yet, little did the disciples understand how Jesus' wonderful promise of the Comforter could encourage them and ultimately provide them the power, direction, and comfort in their lives after his death. Welcome. We're looking forward to spending a little time today discussing how the Holy Spirit was active in the early church, as well as how each one of us can be more in tune with the Holy Spirit. I'm Matt Manns, and I serve in the Toledo, Ohio congregation. I'm Brother Randy Beer, and I serve in the Milford congregation, and I yeah, look forward, Matt, to uh, discussing this topic of the Holy Spirit. I think that it goes way beyond what we can even comprehend, and yet it's God within us, and that's a powerful thing. I appreciate that, Brother Randy. So as we begin to consider the topic, could you share some examples of how the, exa- how the apostles exhibited the power of the Holy Spirit in the early church? Well, there's a number of examples, and as we read through Acts together as an elder body, we we're able to focus on a lot of those, but I guess a couple that come to my mind is one is is Stephen, and um, in Acts seven fifty five it says, "But he, which was Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked steadfastly unto heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God." And I think, you know, the power there of the Holy Spirit within him gave him the ability to express his faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, standing before men that that hated him, and then gave him the power to endure persecution there as he was stoned, and uh, instead of just covering his head and trying to save himself the best he could, he looked up into heaven, and uh, the the Spirit gave him power there to endure persecution. Another thought I had as an example of Philip, and uh, that's an Acts eight twenty nine, but says then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And you know he, God through His Spirit led Philip to help that Ethiopian eunuch who was searching out God, and he led Philip there to uh, save that man's life, save his soul. And so there's a couple examples I guess come to my mind. I'm sure you have a couple, Matt. What what thoughts come to your mind? I appreciate those. Uh, considerations and and the book of Acts is just filled with opportunities for us to recognize how God's Spirit was powerful as the apostles started the early church. We read recently in church about Acts chapter four and how Peter and and John and the early apostles were becoming bold in their faith. And you read in Acts chapter four, there's a tremendous gathering unto the gospel. 
I think upwards of 5,000 men, it says at one point, were converted and brought into the faith. You know, it's just a, a, a tremendously powerful example of how God's Spirit is able to work and soften the hearts of men. And then I also like the, the example there in chapter 10 of Acts because it talks about the Spirit working individually and the Spirit also working collectively. And there were two very different locations where God was working. He gave Cornelius a vision that he should send men to seek out a man named Peter. And at the same time, he was speaking to Peter in a vision where you can remember the, the cloth was released down from the sky, I think it was three different times. And the point of that was to help Peter understand that what God had said was clean, Peter ought not see as unclean or common. And God used these two individual circumstances to bring the men together in the end that the Gentiles might also be called into the faith. And so, you know, there's, those are a couple uh, of specific examples, but there's many more. Uh, there, there's the account of Peter and by, by the spirit and the power of Peter uh, passing by people, it's very shadow caused their ailments to be healed. We read about Paul's conversion and the spirit that worked in his heart at that time. There are times in prison where uh, the apostles could have easily been discouraged or, or felt down about their circumstances, but they kept their, they kept their attitude positive. And, and it was God's spirit that allowed that to happen. And they sang songs and they, they were able to speak to the jailer and he was converted. And, and there's just so many opportunities that we read about in the Acts. So, you know, those are examples that we, we see of the power of the spirit being active in the early church, but Maybe let's focus our attention a little bit to how this is relevant in our own times and lives. So, Brother Randy, how do we pattern ourselves in a similar way and allow God's Spirit to guide our own lives as well? Yeah, that's a good. If we don't take from Scripture and apply it, then we don't gain. And and I think that was the value of us spending some time there in the first 10 chapters of, of Acts is just the incredible power there of the Holy Spirit, and just like the examples that you listed there, just ordinary men who were able to do uh, extraordinary things, and it is, it was the power of God within them. And so, you know, how, how do we live it out? How do we, I guess, as you said, pattern our lives, you know, after the lives of disciples? I This isn't a, a disciple, an example of disciple, but I had to think of Elijah on how he heard God's voice, and that was when he was up on the mountain there, and and uh, he was pretty discouraged, and yet God, through fire and the wind, passed by, but it wasn't in that, but it was in the still, small voice. And so I think having times of quietness in our life, I think we live in a time where somebody's always got uh, something sitting in their ear so that they can listen to whatever, but, you know, do we spend time in quiet so that God can speak to us or the Holy Spirit can move within us. Um, another thing that I felt like the disciples, they spent time with Jesus. 
uh, they asked him questions. And so I would say we maybe gain that by being in the word. And John said in 1 John 3.24, he said, And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. And so I think that Holy Spirit comes when we seek him and pursue him. And another thing I guess that stood out to me, Matt, as we read through those chapters there in Acts, was the level of commitment those men had. Um, again, just ordinary men, and yet they, they were committed 100% to building the kingdom and you know, it says there, the Apostle Paul, he counted his life not dear unto himself. And that is the work of the Spirit uh, within a man or a woman, within a, within a believer, I guess, to, to carry out the will of God and to do things that are beyond what is humanly possible sometimes. But, you know, if we're, I guess if we're putting forth an effort to, to listen to the Holy Spirit in our lives, how do we know, Matt, if we're if we're being effective in that? How do we know if we're getting the job accomplished, so to speak? I think that's something that we all wrestle with sometimes. You mentioned about the message there in First John three twenty four. The Spirit dwells in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. And as believers, we all have that desire, and I believe we all have the. Uh, appreciation even of the Holy Spirit. But maybe it's sometimes in a, a state of weakened faith or certain struggle or trial we're going through in life that we'll begin to wonder, is God's Spirit really alive? Is it really working in my life? You know, sometimes we see the ugliest parts of ourselves and wonder, how could God love me? Is God really working in my life? And so I think it's valuable that we consider that sometimes. Is the Spirit living in me? You know, the Bible inst instructs us. It says, be not deceived. I really appreciate that, that thought in the scripture, be not deceived. It's so simple and fundamental, and yet it is a little bit complicated because by the very nature of deceit, we may not know what's happening. Yeah, that's right. And so if we're going to live up to the instruction of being not deceived, just as an example anyway, how do we do that? How do we know? We, we can only do that if the Holy Spirit's living in us, helping us to recognize deceit, helping us to recognize when we're faltering. And so that begs the next question. Well, how do we know if that's the case? And I think we know if the Holy Spirit's living in our hearts, if the fruit of the Spirit is pouring out. Yeah. I like to ask this question to converts when we're taking their testimony. And I know it can be a little awkward for them. And I know it's difficult in front of a group of people. But I like to ask, is the fruit of the Spirit evident in your life? Not to cause them any embarrassment or hurt, but to make them consider is there love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, meekness, goodness, faith? Is that evident in my life? And to take it one step deeper by asking them for an example. And again, it can be just a little bit awkward to share in front of 
sometimes hundreds of people in the front of the church, how the fruit of the Spirit is evident in our life. But the reality of it is, it's a check for ourselves. And we really ought to do that from time to time. So that being the case, Randy, and thinking about that a little more, are there examples in our own lives or in your own life that have encouraged you to walking in tune with the Spirit or times have drifted away? Yeah, I would, I would go back to the comment there you were making about in visiting with converts, and that that's interesting that you mentioned that. It's the same question I like to ask, but I ask, actually like to ask it uh, when we're visiting, you know, in their time of repentance, you know, it's like, how has the Spirit changed you? And and I think it's just something we all need to be aware of. Is is He the Holy Spirit working in our life to continue that sanctification process? It doesn't end when we get baptized, sure. as you well know. So, back to your question: examples in my own life. Probably the greatest example in my own life, or when I felt the most direction from the Holy Spirit, was just to uh, in asking. For my wife's hand in marriage, it was someone who I didn't know, and yet there was no doubt in my mind that that's what I was supposed to do. And so after going through that and seeing how perfect God's ways were and his direction was perfect, that was probably, I guess, an Ebenezer, if I could call it that in my own life, to know that I need to trust the Holy Spirit, and when he moves, I need to follow the second that I think of, and you would experience this as well, uh, Matt, and that is, you know, how many times have you uh, in your ministry stood and been a little surprised at what scriptures open and, and how the Spirit moves to bring about a message for the church, and you just know that God cares for his people, and he does want to teach us. He does want to direct us. And, and just, you know, as you mentioned there for a convert, and we kind of already discussed, but the continued sanctification process in my life. And there's definitely, uh, as you probably experience, there's a greater joy and peace in my life when I'm tuned into the Holy Spirit. For sure. And when I know He's speaking. Uh, and I would say the busyness and responsibilities of life are probably what caused me to lose that focus or stay as focused as I should be at times. But I'm sure you have... Some examples in your own life. Be interested to know kind of what those are. Yeah, those are, are powerful experiences that we have that I think really increase our faith and our understanding of the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we read some of these outstanding miracles and workings in the book of Acts, and we can think to ourselves, well, we, we can't live up to that, or we, we can't really pull that off or I've never really seen that or experienced that. And the truth is we really can't pull these things off. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. And God still does work powerfully today. A few things that come to mind for myself, I grew up um, attending the Junction, Ohio Church. And now I spent over half my life in Toledo. After I graduated high school, I moved to Toledo to attend the university here. And I had every intention that, that I would move back home and find an occupation in the Junction, Paulding area. 
and raise my family there if the Lord had been gracious enough to provide one of them to me. But after finding a job where I did in my college years, that door opened up for full-time employment after I graduated. And I was married, had a similar experience to Brother Randy. My wife and I had both been raised in rural areas, fair distance from the cities. And here I was, a country boy living in the city. <laughs> and over time, I kind of knocked on the door about moving back home. I even felt I tried to run through the door a time or two. But God really revealed to me in, in a number of interesting ways that this was a place for me, that I could raise a family here in Toledo, that I could support a smaller church family. And I think time, you talked about time, Brother Randy. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you're willing to do that, Matt, because when I look at that Toledo church, and like I told you before, I was there when my sister was in college. It goes back probably 20 years, and yet more than that even. And here we are, got a thriving church and able to even have a new building, and that's exciting. I appreciate that. You mentioned about time. Time does give us an interesting perspective on things. And I've been able to look back over the circumstances of how the Spirit worked when maybe I didn't even quite recognize or understand it. Yeah. But I've been thankful for that experience. A different experience I had was not so long ago, my family and I were on a trip out west. And I visited with a man, an older gentleman, over the course of a couple evenings and here was an opportunity where I did feel the Holy Spirit moving me. And I had to make a decision if I was going to follow his promptings or not. He had shared with me a little bit that he was on a trip across the country, one that he had planned to take with his wife, but she'd passed away earlier in the year. And there's some real sadness to his, his voice and his experience. And our conversation continued on sometimes with a little bit of a law, sometimes with good conversation. But one of those laws, I felt the Spirit pricking my heart to ask him about his relationship with Christ. Brother Randy, you, you may have experienced this yourself sometimes. May, maybe I stand alone with this, but, but probably not. On one hand, you feel the Spirit pricking. And on the other hand, you feel the devil saying, you know, that's a little bit bold. Yeah, a little bit too forward. What if he doesn't appreciate that? And so this battle rages in your mind all the while. God's soft, gentle spirit says, just ask. And so I had the courage to ask him where his faith stood or if he was a man of faith. He thought about it a little bit. And he said, you know, I really haven't been in my life. My wife was. And she took me to church sometimes, but I haven't really pursued that. At any rate, the conversation continued on. And after a while, he kind of circled back and said, you know, she found a lot of comfort in her faith. And maybe that would be something that would work for me as well. And I'll probably never see that man again. But. It's like Paul expressed in one of his letters. He said, 
Apollos planted and I watered, but God gives the increase. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so one thing that we can't really always understand or see the end of is how God will continue to work with the small plantings in the lives of of people that he brings into our into our our world and how we can in just small ways small conversations let the spirit work and God adds the increase you know Ray I'll just I'll just share one more thought and this is a collective work of the spirit you mentioned how we built a new church in recent times and I was amazed how how many people came and supported us our church people came and supported our building project and not one of them ever saw a job as too small or too unimportant hmm. attitudes were positive day in and day out people had positive attitudes about doing the work here building the church and it was hot and it's hard work uh, many have been through it before but they were so thankful to be here and i just have to think that it was a collective it was it was the work of god's holy spirit in the hearts of so many different people to collectively uh, put this building together. And I am so thankful for that. And I think it's an example that will stick with me for a long time. Yeah, and I'm glad you can give testimony of that. That's it's good to have positive things, right? Shared of the good <laughs> that's still happening. But, you know, when you made a statement about question in your mind, well, that's too bold. And, and I think we all find ourselves at that spot where we're stand there uh, in in the valley of decision, so to speak, whether they're going to say something or not. But I would like to, to go to Acts chapter 4 again and just read three verses as kind of a, a challenge for a church to aspire to. But in verse 31, it says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. There's that boldness for you, Matt. And says, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. And so I just think if we, if we as, a, as a group of believers can be so in tune with the Holy Spirit that we can be willing to be bold in our speaking of our faith in Jesus Christ and his resurrection and we can be of one heart and one soul and one mind that great grace could be upon us all and I believe there's nothing greater that we can aspire to than to have the great grace of God sure thanks for listening we appreciate your interest and also welcome your comments to share your feedback or episode ideas go to the settings menu in AC Central select user feedback and when the web page opens click the feedback on around the table link Around the Table is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.